Hi, welcome back to Feel Good Murders. Today we have a special bonus episode because today is my birthday. I am 25 today and I'm the type of girl that loves my birthday. So I wanted to include you all with me. So put out a quick, fun, I know fun is a weird word for murder, um, but the story is interesting, okay? <laughs> don't don't come for me. So if you listened to the Michael Wallace and David Castor episode, who were killed by their ex-wife, Stacy Castor, you would have heard me say that I'm always intrigued by a good poisoning story. And that is what we have today. Also, I actually have a tattoo inspired by this story. And if you're on YouTube, you will be able to see it. So my artist, who you can find on Instagram at LivTaylorTats, L-I-V-T-A-Y-L-O-R-T-A-T-S, she made a poison bottle with a skull in it and it has flowers all around it. It is feminine and I love it. The, the tattoo, not the murder. <laughs> But that's besides the point of the story, so let me tell you about it. This is the story of Giulia Tofana, a Renaissance-era Italian woman who was responsible for the poisoning deaths of 600 men. There's not a lot of confirmed information about Giulia, and even this case in general, but it was said that Giulia Tofana was born in 1620 ish, maybe, in Palermo, Sicily. So Sicily is, if you look at a map of Italy, it's that little island that's off of the southern coast of Italy. So like, if you imagine Italy as a boot, it's an island off of the toe of the boot. Giulia's mother is said to be Tofania Diamando. Now, Mrs. Diamando had poisoned her husband to death and was executed for it. So maybe we can see where Julia gets her ambition from. After her mother's death, Julia took her daughter to move to Naples and then to Rome, where she would set up her business, we'll call it. So before I continue, let's step back and get some historical context. So remember, this is Italy in the 1600s, and in this time, people had arranged and often loveless marriages, because in this time, marriages were for money, property. They were business deals instead of an act of love. And women were seen as objects. They had no power, no really way to make it for themselves. So they only had a few options to make money for themselves and to sustain themselves. One was to be a sex worker and two was to get married. So that's what people did. They got married. Now, remember, women were seen as property and women sadly were often abused by their husbands. They were beaten and divorce was not a thing back then. So in their eyes, there was one way to get out of it and that was to become a widow. So Julia, being a widow herself, started a little business. She employed her daughter and a few people that she trusted and began selling poison disguised as cosmetic products. This product was sold in a little glass bottle with liquid in it and a photo of St. Nicholas on it. And it was said that this bottle, quote, could easily blend in on a woman's vanity besides her makeup, lotions, and perfumes. And this was called Aqua Tofana. Pretty cool name, honestly, if you ask me. And this recipe that she used was allegedly handed down to her from her mother, who was also an apothecary. 
This business was basically run by word of mouth and Julia would only sell to women that she trusted. She did heavy research on these women, checked with people who referred them, made sure everything was good. Each of her clients were heavily vetted basically. Because I mean, think about it. If Julia gets caught, then her clients go down with her. So people made sure to protect her. And Julia became known as, quote, a friend to the troubled spouse. So Aqua Tofana was tiny but mighty. It was colorless and tasteless and only a few drops could kill a man. It basically made the victim appear as though they were dying from a progressive disease. And since it was a liquid, the wife would often administer it in water or wine or soup. The first dose would make the victim tired and weak. The second dose would make the victim really thirsty, exhausted, vomiting. Basically, it appeared, like I said, like a just a regular sickness, maybe like the flu. And remember, medicine back then was not what it is today, obviously. So people did die from things like this. It didn't take much back then. Now, after the first and second doses, the man would realize that he could die from this sickness that was happening. The doctors couldn't help him. So he would say, well, shit, I have to get my affairs in order. And so he did. So the victim was slowly dying. They got their affairs in order. And then the third or fourth dose would finally kill him. And this would happen over just a matter of days. But the real kicker is that Aqua Tofana was undetectable after death. So Julia, when she sold this poison to her clients, she said, hey, after he dies, make sure you ask for an autopsy because it will come back to nothing and then you will never be suspected. And oftentimes that was the case. These women were not questioned about their husband's death because it seemed they died from a simple illness. Julia's poison business was very successful and this went on for decades. I mean, I think it was almost 50 years that this went on. But eventually Julia's reign had to come to an end. One woman bought from Julia and as usual, Julia did her background checks and everything seemed fine. This woman administered the first dose into her husband's soup gave it to him, and then right as he was about to take a bite, she got cold feet and she begged him to stop eating the soup. Sadly, he became very angry and he began to beat her until she finally confessed that she had tried to poison him. He took her to the authorities, he turned her in, and that is where she was again, sadly, brutally tortured until she confessed to the authorities that she bought it from Julia Tofana. So Julia got word that authorities knew what she was doing and she made a run for it. She was granted sanctuary at a local church and stayed there. After some time, rumors started for some reason that Julia had poisoned the local water. Of course, she didn't, but people are freaking out. They're mad. And eventually they stormed the church and the church basically has to hand her over. Julia was taken to authorities. She was interrogated. She was brutally, brutally tortured until she finally confessed to being responsible for the deaths of 600 men with her poisonous aqua tofana. Julia, her daughter, three of her helpers, and 40 of her lower class clients were executed. Some of her upper class clients either went to prison or they played dumb and they got away with it. And that is the story of Julia Tofana and her poisonous cosmetics counter. I hope you enjoyed this quick bonus episode of Feel Good Murders. As always, I'm so glad you're here and see you on Wednesday. Be good and feel good. Bye!